Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor and the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for joining us on your favorite podcast app, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Red Circle. Also, the Five Reasons YouTube channel. Make sure you hit like, subscribe, turn the notifications on. That's where you can find the videos that we post from Heat Games. Also, check out Off the Floor. That's our new Discord. We've got tons of channels there that you can follow. You can interact with us pretty much all day long. So check it out. It's Off the Floor, $2.99 Per month, we post the link right here on the podcast feed as well as the YouTube uh, description and the top of the Five Reasons Twitter page. Also, check out the great sponsors of the Five Reasons Sports Network. That includes our friends over at Prize Picks. Use the code 5FIVE. Get that initial deposit matched up to $100. You don't have to put it all down at once. But if you use that code 5FIVE, they will match it up to 100 And again, there are no rollovers. So play it right before the Super Bowl. We've got five Super Bowl episodes going up to help you play the game. Prize picks. Use the code 5, F-I-V-E. And now, today's episode. Five on the floor, ride for my dogs. Where here's the thing, you can check the score. Hustle hard, couple scars, wearing bubble frogs. Just like Bucket said, you in trouble, y'all. Kept the floor playing, got an all band. Y'all seen the block, stop in one hand. Impact we trust, it's power, have the guts. We're here to bring the heat, y'all can hang it up. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. All right, welcome back to Five on the Floor. Here's today's floor plan. I'm Ethan Skolnick. You can follow me, Ethan J. Skolnick, on Five Reasons Sports. I got Brady Hawk. You can follow him at BradyHawk305. Brady and I were at practice today. This is a rarity. The Miami Heat do not practice a whole lot. A lot of it is schedule-based. Some of it is they don't want to do full practices because then they have to let the media in. And some of it is just that their approach has changed a little bit over the years. So this was Terry Rozier's first practice. So we're going to focus on Terry today. Terry did a group media session. I also had a chance to talk to Tyler Hero a little bit on the side, so I'll weave some of that in uh, as we go forward here. But before we do... Um, Brady, Terry's been a member of the Miami Heat for 17 days. This is his first practice. How do you think that's manifested itself on the court? I mean, this is the new NBA, first off. Like, the, the they don't practice anymore. Like, the Heat just, in general, haven't practiced, I feel like, over the last two or three years. Uh, or kind of ever since COVID, it feels like there's just less and less practice. And so, uh, I mean... They did not have Jimmy Butler, by the way. It's also important to know from today at practice due to personal reasons. So he wasn't there. So obviously that mixes things in. So in terms of like 
getting into a rhythm, figuring out certain play plays and, and kind of working that stuff in. Uh, Jimmy was not there. But the big thing is Rozier and Tyler. And I'm glad you mentioned that because I know we're going to focus on that heavily. But they have to kind of get these reps in and, and, and figure out with certain lineups, which guy goes where, who's going to be more off ball in these spots, which guy is going to be more pick and roll driven in, in, in these lineups. So that's what the practice is for. And then the biggest thing probably is defensively tr- still trying to pick up on stuff. Like, yeah, you could say uh, they run a ton of zone and everything, but it, it's not an easy – defensive concept to just run with it's not an easy thing to pick up on the fly so yeah 17 days which by the way this these 17 days have flown by like the fact that we're already at day 17 is crazy uh but kind of picking up on a little of the small things that the the little parts of the zone where he's supposed to be uh the different rotations the offensive blends like all that stuff is important so you know but not only one practice Ethan but back-to-back practices because tomorrow he's going to be practicing with the team as well I was surprised to see that actually they've got a uh, they've got a short session coming up tomorrow actually today uh they went long and uh, well they went long for the modern age I, I once sat outside of pat riley practice for six hours longer than it was supposed to go uh today we were all complaining because it was about 50 minutes beyond when they said they would open the doors but we're just not used to it um they don't typically go a long time we had some of the questions for us on our discord today on off the floor like how these practices work because i think a lot of modern heat fans aren't even used to them practicing uh anymore so they did today and again uh rosier got in the work with hero and i I think when we look at the way rosier has played there's really two elements to this uh, on the offensive end anyway defense we'll get into as well i mean the first thing is okay could he provide the speed the ability to get into the paint the wiggle so to speak that they didn't have with their prior point guard and he has done that. Like, I, I mean, he had, I mean, you look at the drive numbers. Um, you look at the free throw numbers in some of the games. One of the games he had 11 free throw attempts. He made all of them. He's done all that. And he's done all that, again, without the practices. I mean, he's, he told me today, I said, you know, are you looking for the all-star break? He says, yeah, because I I, I need to find a spot. And he, doesn't, he hasn't found a place to live permanently yet. But the shooting, I think, is has been the one negative. And, and so I'll just ask you, he's been a streaky shooter, over the course of his career, I mean, when he came to Miami, he had missed 17 of his last 18 threes in Charlotte after I think he had a game where he made five or six. So he just is a streaky shooter. Do you see any problems with the form? Do you see anything that would keep him from at least getting back to the levels that he's been at previously? I definitely don't see problems with the with the form or anything like that. Like I, I think his game is his game at this stage, but I say – the spot up stuff and the catch and shoot stuff has never been like his strongest part of his game where it's just pure catch and shoot. Uh, so I think you even saw him in the last game I pointed out where it was like he had some opportunities where he caught it off the catch and then like threw like a pump fake into a sidestep in and like it, the shot was way more contested that way. But that's his way of like getting into a rhythm. And I'll say it honestly, I'm, I'm honestly surprised that we haven't seen him shoot more threes. Like he, he's been – he has not taken a ton of them, especially on pull-ups and, and kind of off the dribble, where if he's kind of running in those pick-and-rolls, it's it's more so to get into the paint and kick or maybe get into the lane and try to get a shot at the rim or something. He's not really running a ton of high pick-and-roll stuff that we saw from him a little bit in Charlotte, where he's doing a lot of those type of free-form shooting. Partly because, I mean, a, a lot of his threes in the past were coming out of isolation, and, and Miami's offense is just not really built around that. He's not really running around for 10 seconds left in the shot clock, and throwing up a step back three. So 
I guess that stuff will come along. I think there still is going to have to be a volume uptick from beyond the arc a little bit just to kind of get him into a rhythm at certain parts of the game. But I don't really see a problem with the shooting. I think that's kind of what you expected. The, the catch-and-shoot things are never going to be there uh, consistently. But if he can get to a rhythm, one or two of those games, that's kind of been the key. So Tyler doesn't really have that problem, though. And I think that's the difference between the two of them and kind of bouncing off of each other. It's Tyler can turn it off and on spot up or pull up like he doesn't have to get into a rhythm one or the other it feels like he's more of a guy that can kind of flicker back and forth well i'm gonna go through my, my conversation with tyler i got a chance to talk to him for a couple minutes on the side today and um it was interesting I, and i and with tyler it's it's inter- it's interesting in this regard that everybody is going to read into everything he says even when he doesn't intend anything and again i apologize for my voice still getting over cold here but um we talked at first, you know, about sort of the transition to playing with with Terry, and I said, "Well, it's a little bit like playing with Goron because I mean that kind of pushed the pace." Point guard, um, you know, Tyler was a rookie in the bubble year, and Goron was right there with Jimmy as their leading scorer uh, throughout the bubble, and and he said, "You know, I didn't have the same role then, so it was a little bit different." But he, and he talked about how Goron's a little bigger stronger maybe than than rosier is but there, there are some similarities there um before i get to the rest of his comments what do you think can be taken from the way that he played with goron to the way he plays with terry now well i think the biggest thing is goron at the time even though it's not the same tyler role was goron was always the unselfish guy that was willing to let tyler play on the ball it felt like where as much as we, we all think of Goran like as a pure off-the-ball, catch-and-shoot type of guy, he was willing to kind of play that role, and I think that's what you're seeing with Rozier. The other part of it is when you have a guy that can get downhill consistently and get into the paint, it opens up your ability to get downhill and get into the paint. And I think that's what we've seen so far with Tyler and Rozier is the fact that, yeah, Ty- Terry's getting into the paint, making those kickouts, and Tyler's playing off the ball and stuff. But what I've noticed more than anything is I feel like Tyler has gotten into the paint more often than, than what we've usually seen early in the season or in past past seasons. It's like, I think it's almost the fact that when he's not the sole guy in the backcourt that's being asked, well, at times you gotta you have to put pressure on the rim. You have to kind of get into the paint and you have to be the guy that does it consistently while also getting up 10 threes a game. It's like, okay, well, Terry's doing it now. And now all of a sudden, the, the playing off the ball, running off a closeout, I'm able to kind of get into the paint much easier. So, that's the kind of comparison I see thinking back to Goron because I remember seeing a lot of that. Even some of the bench lineups they used to run, uh, they always played in that range. And I know the other thing you're going to hit on from your conversation with Tyler was the transition stuff. And I'd say that's kind of the big thing in terms of comparing the two where Goron was able to get out on the break and, and Tyler wasn't really the one asked to kind of dictate stuff in that range. He wasn't asked to kind of get downhill and transition, kind of make the right play, finish at the rim, make kickouts. It's like, Tyler's the guy that likes to just run around off the ball. And like, I know the words you guys use was, was relief buckets. Like he, he wants to be the guy that kind of finds his spot and, and is the guy that's being set up uh, instead of setting up for others. So I'd say that's the biggest difference because Terry's the same way. Terry can get downhill and he's fine, kind of fine Tyler on those kickouts. And that's contrary to the way that a lot of heat fans view this, I think, because you know, there's this perception that Tyler wants to be on the ball all the time. Right. And he made the comment after the game when I asked him, um, can't remember which game it was, I, I think maybe after the Clipper game, about, uh, 
you know, playing off the uh, off. He said he's been trying to get more off the ball to fit in better. And people took it like and he used the word sacrifice. And so people sort of took that like, OK, he's complaining when actually what he said to me today and I didn't probe him specifically to follow up on that comment. But what he said to me today was he said that 10 game stretch where he wasn't uh, he kind of suggested that where he wasn't playing as well. He said, I was on the ball so much. I like to look for those easy release buckets in transition. He says, and I get to those when someone else is bringing the ball up. So again, that's what you're talking about, but that is, I think, contrary to what I think a, a large segment of Heat fans think that is Tyler wants the ball in the, his hands all the time. He doesn't actually, and, and particularly in transition. Like, and, and you know, so I think that, and he also said it's also one of the positives have been, and I'm expecting Jimmy to play Sunday, but one of the positives is Jimmy being back uh, allows him to get off the ball a little bit more often as well. So again, a little bit different from I think the way that most Heat fans perceive it. But let me let me get to the the, the sort of the money quote here. I asked him, I said, about playing with Tyler, with Terry in general. And he said, I like playing with Terry. Our age is around the same. We like getting up the floor. We're young. We got some pop to us. I like that. I'm not too worried about the scoring right now. In the playoffs, it will be who they are putting their best perimeter on. It's been me, but I don't think you can continue continue to do that. And then he went on to say, I think in the playoffs, we're going to be really good. We'll be fine. Um. What have you seen about how other teams are playing the two of them? Are they putting the best perimeter on Tyler consistently still? Yeah, I would say so. I think there's still that idea that Tyler is more of the on-ball player uh, that's going to have the ball in his hands a little bit more often in the offense, that they're still kind of chasing him around those screens and doing that stuff. But here's the thing about the playoffs, and it's it's an interesting quote, because it's – about putting your best guard defender on one of them because you can't put your best wing defender on him because Jimmy Butler is going to be on the floor. Like everything, especially the playoffs, is schemed around Jimmy Butler. Where now you're you're kind of putting this in this spot where I think back at specifically it's funny to tie this in after what we talked about last episode. But the Hawks series a few years ago when Delon Wright was guarding Tyler Hero and he did a really good job on him. I thought that entire series like they they blitzed Tyler. Uh, but even in the single coverage, like they were basically saying, like Kyle's over, Kyle can kind of dictate the offense, but we're making sure Tyler has the toughest catches, does not able to run his similar actions, kind of takes him out of things. Where I think about the, that kind of scenario in the playoffs now, and I'm like, I don't think you could run that defensive style with Terry because of the fact of you cannot focus on Tyler to that extent that Terry's able to just operate backside one on one and get into the paint with ease. Like th- there's going to be a certain style there that you're. You're not. You're going to have to basically guard, as Bam says, guard your yard. That's what their teams are going to have to do with them. It feels like with the with the pure talent aspect. So, I mean, it may be a case of like second halves. Whoever has it going in a certain game kind of gets the the better perimeter defender, and they can move things around. I guess to, on with other teams. But you also see the fact that, which I, honestly I did not expect to see this early on is the amount of Terry Tyler actions that we've seen, I feel like, in the first few few games or so. They've been running a lot of stuff where they're running slip screens for each other. It's all about just trying to find good matchups for each other. It's about Tyler slipping a screen and seeing if they'll overreact. It's about Terry trying to draw the worst defender, it feels like, a lot of the time, because you're almost better off if Terry has the worst defender because Terry is the ISO guy. Terry's the guy that's going to take that guy, poor defender one-on-one, and, and kind of break down a defense where Tyler's more so the guy that's, 
that's going to get the screen and kind of slow pace the offense and get to his spot. So it'll be interesting to see what teams end up doing. But I mean, he's he's not wrong. They they will, you know, on paper they're they're a tough couple guy offensive guys to guard. So the way that people read that quote, because we're 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 handling it in a more nuanced way. The way that people read that quote, particularly because Tyler is not exactly the same age as Terry. I mean, Terry's almost 30, right? So he's 29. Tyler just turned 24. So there is a five to six year age gap. But also, we like getting up the floor. We're young. We got some pop to us. Do you think it was difficult for Tyler here to play with Kyle Lowry? Recently, yeah. I, I think early on, because I feel like there's also the, the aspect of like the new life kind of thing. Because that first year with Kyle, because I don't want to make it sound like like the Kyle tenure was just like just always like 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 the early the first year of Kyle, it felt like there was that pop. They did have pop to that backcourt. There were certain aspects to it, especially if we think back. We always bring up that like December January stretch where they were without Bam, they were without Jimmy. It was a lot on Kyle, but it was Kyle and Tyler really working the offense and working off each other, and they they did have pop. So I think it was tougher in the in the last year or so, year or two, just because it felt like things were slowing down. And when you have a backcourt guy that's has the ball in his hands a, a decent amount, but also plays off the ball, but is unwilling to shoot, <laughs> like Tyler's like looking around and saying like, okay, everybody's mad at me because I'm taking twenty something shots a game. My backcourt mate is not really is not shooting five shots a game. So, we're, like, who's getting the shots at that point? So, it, it puts him in a tough spot because whatever he does or says is really kind of magnified and, and examined. Like, like you just said, like Terry and him being around the same age. He didn't say they had the same birthday. He, he said they're around the same age. So, right, uh, right. He, he, everything's just going to be looked at in a, in a different manner with him. Well, that's like me saying you and Alex are around the same age, which, yeah, I mean, compared to me, you are, but not exactly. Um, so uh, when we come back, we're going to get to the part that I think concerns Heat fans more, the defense uh, with the two of them. Before we do, want to mention a great sponsor of the Five Reasons Sports Network, our friends over at Water Cleanup of Florida. You can find them at WCUFL.com. That's WCUFL.com. Right, Michael and Robert and his team, they'll take care of you. Leak detection. That's the that's the best thing you can do for your home or business. Solve the problem before it starts. They can solve it afterwards, but you'd rather not deal with the insurance companies and all that. Get into their preventative program. Reach out to them at WCUFL.com. They're based in Boca, but they service all three counties down here. 954-579-0356. That's 954-579-0356. Water cleanup of Florida. If you've got the schmutz. They got the guts. Also, do want to mention Better Edge. You can use code 5RSN there or five reasons, and you get $20 to play. This is the weekend to get involved. We got our Super Bowl tournament going on right now. And all you got to do, sign up that way. Use the code 5RSN. Get your $20. And then the tournament is $10. And there's prizes for first, second, and third place. And I'm also giving away t-shirts to just random entries. So check it out. Better Edge. That's with an O. It is legal sports betting in Florida and 44 other states. Use the code 5RSN. Hey, it's Ethan Skolnick for Five on the Floor on the Five Reasons Sports Network. As you know, we heard from Pat Riley recently. Everybody has an opinion on trades, free agency, who they should keep, who they should give up, who they should get. Well, whatever it is that Riley and the Heat do, you don't want them giving up too much and getting too little, right? Well, the same is true of shaving products, and that's why I use Harry's Shaving products. I love the way it handled. I love the way it looks. And I love the quality of the shave. I have a little bit of trouble growing out a good beard, 
So better to just shave it off and make sure that it looks somewhat professional. These are German-engineered blades made in their own factory, so they stay sharp longer. means you can use them longer. And also, they've got customizable delivery options for scheduled refills as low as 2 bucks, half of what you pay for other big brands. Also, I would recommend the shaving lotion as well and the body wash. So check it out. You can go to harrys.com backslash five. That's harrys.com backslash five. You'll get a $13 trial set for just three bucks. Again, don't pay too much and get too little. Same is true of shaving as NBA transactions. harrys.com backslash five for your $3 trial set. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Did you know a 2018 study showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual. When I was four months pregnant, I couldn't find a prenatal I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested for heavy metals, and recently earned the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. But don't just take my word for it. Get 25% off at ritual.com podcast. All right, here's the bigger question. Can you put these two guys out there in a playoff series, considering it's not a tall backcourt? Um, it's not an elite defensive backcourt, just in terms of instincts and all that kind of stuff. Can you can you put the two of them out there in playoff series after playoff series after playoff series and defend effectively? Can they? Like, yeah, but I also think they have to. Like, they're at the point now when you give up a first-round pick for a guy like Terry Rozier when you're leaning into this certain style. Like, there's, there, it's really hard for me to see a scenario where they where they don't play both of them and, and close with these guys and be able to kind of play that style. And also, the fifth guy in a lot of these lineups, obviously, is going to have to be a defender or an off-ball player of some kind, which you talked about with Hawkins or Haywood Highsmith or Caleb Martin. One of those guys is going to be that fifth guy that, that makes it a little bit easier. But the way I've seen things defensively, number one, I mean, it, I think part of the reason that they've gone to this much zone and, and stuff is because of those Terry Tyler lineups. And credit to them because I feel like they've been they've been good in that range as well. By the way, the Heat are, are first in defense in February, which is not a large sample size. Also, haven't played a crazy amount of competition among that stretch. But one of them was the Clippers. Uh, Miami just I thought really played well defensively in that game. So they they're kind of figuring themselves out defensively, and it's with these guys playing. It's with them playing the, this certain style where they're not switching as much because you really can't when you have uh, Terry Rozier to kind of guard those switches or Tyler as well. They were able to do it with Kyle because that's more of his style. That's what he's better at. Well, now you kind of play him in that top of that zone, play him on the press, play him on the bottom of the zone, uh, and are able to build around it. There was moments. Ethan, where we were watching in the last few games where Terry and Tyler are literally the guys in the bottom box of the zone, like both of them, and teams are just hunting them. But it didn't really matter because the Heat's defensive style is just to help anyway in that zone that like Bam and these other guys are just covering everything up that they found ways to, to kind of overdo it. So I think there's ways of getting around it. Now, 
when teams begin in, you know, let's say in a certain playoff series, let's just say against Boston, because we saw it, Boston just absolutely go off of them uh, in that regular season game a few weeks ago. If the zone is broken because the other team is shooting in that range and you can't go zone, then the questions become, what do you do defensively? You better be able to guard your yard and stay with guys and not lose that much size because uh, Boston's a team that if you're going to get out of the zone, they have the size to attack you. They can attack certain mismatches and get to that. And all of a sudden now, uh, you have to you have to approach some things a little bit differently. So as much as we could say, like, can they do it? I, I really think they have to because there's no way Terry or Tyler is going to be on the bench at the end of a game in a playoff series. Both of them are going to be on the floor. So they have to figure out a way to get through that. And every year with the Miami Heat, we discuss, you know, the offense, the defense. I'm really not worried about the defense. The defense is going to figure itself out. I think at some point they can run certain stuff to kind of – Spo is the best at this in the playoffs. He can find ways to hide certain guys or get away with it. It's really, to me, about the offense more than the defense, and that's why we were talking about it before, about them just working together and finding stuff consistently because that's what they're going to need in the playoffs. They're going to need certain games where it's not just Jimmy having to drop 42, where it's Terry and Tyler kind of being a consistent threat and, and doing that type of stuff. So we'll, we'll see what happens, but 100% they're closed. I think that this is going to end up Terry's acquisition is going to end up being a referendum on Tyler more than it is on Terry, honestly, because I, I do feel like they, they got a bad. That's why I wanted to talk to Tyler about it today because they got a backcourt made for him. That makes sense. <laughs> you know, playing him with 37 year old Kyle Lowry at this stage doesn't make sense, but playing him with a mid career guy who can get into the paint attack, bend the defense a little bit, get him some open looks in transition. That's who he should be playing at this point. And it's a younger Dragic in some ways. And if it doesn't work now, then I think the questions are going to be reasonable. Like, okay, who could you pair him with? And also if you look at Rozier's contract and Tyler's contract going forward, you can make an argument on holding on to Rozier and not hero if the situation doesn't work. So I, I think that we talk about the playoffs and Tyler keeps talking about in the playoffs, we're going to be able to do this. In the playoffs, in the playoffs. And I know Heat fans are saying, okay, let's try to be healthy in the playoffs. <laughs> let's try to be effective in the playoffs. And, again, I don't blame Tyler for, for going out last year. He dove for a loose ball. That's You know, it is what it is. But I'm saying, like, I, there, that's going to be the referendum here is, okay, we got you somebody to make your life easier where maybe you aren't guarded by the best guard uh, defender in every playoff game where maybe they aren't going to try to scheme you out of it because they got to worry about Rozier possibly dropping 25 on them. And now let's see what you do. want to close with this, and and thanks to our sponsors, <laughs> excuse me, Water Cleanup of Florida, Price Picks, and Better Edge. Uh, use the code 5 with Price Picks. How do you think that the Rozier-Duncan-Robinson minutes will look over a prolonged period of time? We haven't seen, you know, because obviously Duncan was in the concussion protocol. We haven't seen a ton of it. But, I mean, Duncan's one of those guys that you could really play next to anybody. Like, he, he's literally the the guy that you would want to play with in those lineups because, number one, he does not demand the ball. He's pulls defenders away weak side, uh, and he's always moving. That it feels like that's going to be a natural fit. Defensively is kind of the other thing, similar conversation. Uh, and we obviously, I do not think or, or I hope we don't see many Tyler, Terry, Duncan lineups because I just don't know if that's going to be a uh, good formula defensively. But the, there's been certain combos that have worked this season, and Kevin Love and Jimmy are one of them, and you add in guys like Jaime or, or another one that I think they're going to find certain combos that are going to work. 
Uh, and Duncan's in that mix where if you're kind of playing in the, the, these new, this new substitution pattern where now they're kind of bringing in uh, Jaime early for Jimmy and then bringing him back in, they're going to have to kind of operate where the, everybody's going to have to play with everybody. Like it got so like school, like that you, you're like, you're going to come in at this time and then you're leaving at this time and you're coming in that we're like, the substitution pattern felt a little stale that they almost needed this. They needed this little bit of a breathing pattern. It's funny because we're talking about talking about uh, Tyler. I asked him about this the other night because I felt like the new pattern for him where he's playing almost the entire first quarter was better for him. Like I was like, okay, it's a, he's a player that needs a rhythm. He, he's able to kind of play in that range for a while. And I asked him if, if he likes it more. And he basically said like, actually I like the other one better, which once again, a Tyler comment, getting everybody riled up. He said he, he's going to do whatever it takes to win. But he was it was literally just me asking of the preference of him, like which one he likes more, because I actually thought it would be the opposite opinion of his. Uh, but either way, they, they I just think they need a little bit of a, a fresh air moment. And Terry Rozier and Duncan and Terry Rozier and these different combos are going to continue to give that, it feels like. Uh, so we'll see what happens. But Duncan, is he needs to shoot better to be able to see the Terry-Duncan combo, it feels like, for longer stints. Because it's been a little bit of a rough stretch, feels like, over the last few weeks, even before the, the, the concussion protocol thing. So he's going to have to figure some things out. Maybe – here's the question, Ethan, because we're talking about how he's going to play off. It's almost like, does this mean is is the stuff he was doing in the paint and more rim attempts and all that stuff being eliminated because he's playing with Tyler and, and Terry now and playing with, these, with more on-ball guys? That'll be the question because now it basically means it's all on a shooting. It's basically if you're going to get your shots up, it's going to be off the catch and it's going to be in these different spots that you're not going to be able to like have these extra pockets where you're running runners and bank shots, step backs that he was randomly doing early in the season. It does feel like that. Honestly, it does feel like the one guy who's gotten squeezed a little bit and you mentioned it before the concussion protocol has been Duncan. Like with Hakez, uh, a lot of he's been squeezed in part because he's just out of rhythm uh it has seemed like like uh, he came back from the injury a little bit rusty and then the dynamic had changed some i feel like they'll work him back in with but with duncan we know that he either has a really good stretch for like two or three months or a really bad one. and i and i think they need to figure out exactly what his role is i know some heat fans want it to be in the starting lineup it's not going to be uh they are going to commit to the hero rosier thing for a bunch of reasons that we've mentioned here in the podcast and even if the metrics may look better with duncan they're still going to commit to the tyler thing so I think at this point it is just about how to get Duncan as comfortable with the different rotations off the bench. Maybe it just means playing him uh, more with Bam, which is something we talk about a lot. I think he has a chemistry with Love. I think he's got a chemistry with Hawkins. So I, I think you can look at at those combinations and try to make something work there. Um, but the other thing I wanted to say here real quick, and I'm glad you mentioned the comment about the rotation pattern with Tyler. And then I talked about my, my conversation with Tyler today. And then there was the other question I asked Tyler last week about, uh, that I mentioned here on the podcast, you know, after a game, um, you know, about, uh, about playing on or off the ball, he's honest. And I hate that he gets dinged for that, honestly, because it's like, I'm so tired of athletes not saying, like, especially when it comes down to strategic things that involve them. I hate when they're afraid to say what they're comfortable and what they're not. And he will tell you, like he will say what he's comfortable with and what he's not. And then there's a segment of heat fans that just reacts right off of that without actually listening to what he's saying. And I, I just, I'm not saying he always says the right thing. I'm not saying that he always is going to put team first in every scenario. He's as he told me, he's an ambitious young player, but I do think he cares about team success. 
And I do think that he's trying to find a way to make this thing work at the same time as yes, he has some individual ambitions. And I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. The fact that Jimmy doesn't give a damn about all NBA or all-star, all that is, you know, that's a redeeming quality of Jimmy's, but that's also not a quality that 99% of the NBA has. So I, I just, I wish that everybody would cut Tyler a bit of a break so that we could continue to get the honest answers. Cause I, even, I feel like even when I was talking to him today, there's a little part of it is like he's saying what he wants to say, but he doesn't want to totally say it because I think he knows how it's going to play on social media. And I, I just think that's a little bit unfortunate. But anyway, that's an aside. All right. Thanks to Brady. Thanks to our sponsors. Uh, make sure you check out the latest episode of Floor is Yours with Brian Fonseca, Sean Rochester, Timothy Bain, and Tony Schwartz. We're going to put that up on the feed as well. We'll have all your coverage from Heat Celtics to, uh, excuse me, Sunday at 2 o'clock on Super Bowl Sunday. Have a good one, everyone. Thank you for listening to The Five on the Floor on the Five Reason Sports Network. After all, someone needs to listen to my dad. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.